It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Whether you're on your couch or you're going to Paul Brown Stadium to watch Andy Dalton throw touchdowns against your Cincinnati Bengals, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football. Watching. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with your other host, James Rapine. Today, we catch you up on the good news. James, we got good news about Jonah Williams' injury. We've got an injury report to tell you all about as the Bengals are getting ready to play host to Andy Dalton and the Dallas Cowboys who played last night as we record this. They played on Tuesday night. So they are coming off a short week of rest. Something noteworthy that we're going to have to talk about when we talk about the chances of the Bengals falling into a win here. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. Today we talk about the injury report about Jonah Williams' injury and the fallout from that. And then James talked to Mike Daniels, who had some very nice things to say about Joe Burrow, got into some detail about the guy's character, about the guy's skill set, about why he was convinced immediately that he is the dude. Then we're going to wrap up with a conversation with Marcus Mosher from Locked On Cowboys. James and Marcus talked about, well, a couple coaches that should be on the hot seat maybe aren't. They talk about Andy Dalton, who, of course, now plays for the Cowboys. will be coming back to Cincinnati. And we'll get that perspective from Marcus from the Cowboys angle to wrap up today's show. On Wednesday, Zach Taylor met with the media for his regular Wednesday press conference, and we got an update on the status of Jonah Williams. His knee injury is, as Zach Taylor said, not as bad as it could have been. And they're going to put him on IR. But he does not expect this injury to impact Jonah Williams' offseason at all. He doesn't see it being a long-term injury. So any fears of a second ACL for now, for the Bengals' last couple first-round picks, can be put to rest. Jonah Williams should be okay for the offseason, and Bengaldom can breathe a collective sigh of relief that, well, now we don't need two tackles. At least Jonah should be okay next year. Whew, Jake, that, that's a whew. Did you see that weight, some of that weight that was Joe Burrow and Jonah Williams that were on your shoulders the past three days, four days, depending on when you're listening? That can be lifted. And what a huge, huge break for the Bengals because that injury looked rough. Like if you saw the video, the way Jonah goes down, the way he grabs his knee right away, he's obviously carted off the field. And maybe it's because we saw it three weeks ago. But the reality is, that looked bad. And so the fact that it's not going to, it's going to cost him four games. I don't expect him to play in week 17, even though he could 
essentially return would be allowed and eligible to return from IR. It's uh, it's great news. You, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better situation because now Jonah's gotten a, a taste of what it's like in the NFL. He can have a fully healthy off season and really prepare for what's going to be a huge year three for him. And you mentioned it, the fact that they don't need two tackles. If that if that's an ACL, if that's a, you know, what Burrow did, ACL, MCL, all that stuff, you're talking, yeah, they're going to have to get two tackles in free agency because you can't bank on Jonah Williams anymore. And and that isn't the case. That's a, a really good sign. And then the other positive from this, Jake, I think, is it gives you time to look at Akeem Adenogy. He should get four starts at left tackle over the next month. And you, you can look at him and see, hey, can he be a piece of this line? That doesn't mean a starting tackle, but a piece of this line moving forward, maybe a swing tackle, maybe your backup. And I think that that experience will be good for him. And from an evaluation perspective, James, I think that you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. That's great news for the Bengals who need to evaluate Hakeem Adenergy. Maybe he can play tackle for you in the future. Or maybe he's just a swing tackle. You can learn a lot about a guy in four games, and he's going to face some pretty good pass rushes. Of course, the Bengals play the Steelers on Monday night coming up not too long from now. They've got probably the best pass rush in the league. They play against the Ravens, who had a ton of sacks against them earlier this season. It's a different kind of pass rush. They're not winning individually. They're scheming up pressure. It's a different kind of challenge. It's more of a mental challenge in that one. The Dallas Cowboys have a pretty good pass rush as well for all of their faults. And the Houston Texans, while they don't have a great pass rush, they do have J.J. Watt out there. I don't know if he's going to get any doses of J.J. Watt when they play the Texans, but some interesting challenges for Hakeem Adenergy in this four-game stretch that should give you pretty good evaluation tape for the rookie and give him things to work on in his first professional offseason coming from, as we've talked about, Kansas, where it's not known for its offensive line development to an NFL program. The rest of the injury news for the Bengals on Wednesday was relatively minor in nature. T. Higgins was limited in practice with that hamstring that he tweaked trying to hurdle a player on Sunday. It didn't sound like he was too terribly concerned with it, though. Alex Redman was limited as he works his way back from a concussion and not practicing today. Clark Harris has a groin injury. Xavier Williams has a back injury. And Brandon Wilson, who was punt gunning early in the game and wasn't when Mike Thomas, of course, got out there and had those penalties, is dealing with a hamstring injury. He did not practice either. They had some veteran rest days as well. So nothing too concerning on this practice report. But Zach Taylor did give everybody the good news during his press conference that Darius Phillips is expected to be back in the starting lineup this week after he missed last week with an illness coming off of IR. Coming up next, we hear James talk to Mike Daniels, get some insight on the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, from the guy that compared him to Aaron Rodgers way back in the summer. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, you can break through it with built go every day. We talk about it all the time. Easy to take one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your golf bag, your gym bag, your briefcase. It's the best workout gel on the market Think about five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine in better results, and it tastes great. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein, comes with B6 and B12 vitamins, 
in the collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. Check it out right now. Go to BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So James had occasion to speak with Mike Daniels, the Bengals' free agent acquisition defensive tackle who built like Geno Atkins in a lot of ways, excited to play next to Geno Atkins and DJ Reader. The vision for this interior defensive line has fallen apart because of injuries, but Mike Daniels has been a veteran leader presence in this locker room. He had some interesting things to say about Joe Burrow. Let's take a listen to James's conversation with Mike Daniels about the Bengals rookie quarterback. How long did it take you when you got to Cincinnati and signed with the Bengals to, to realize, oh, number nine can sling it. Number nine is going to be pretty good. I saw that from my first day. I knew he was going to be good from the time I walked in the locker room and I can just see his demeanor. He was a guy who was focused. His demeanor didn't say that he was a rookie who was nervous about carrying a franchise. His demeanor said, I'm here to help us to lead us to win games. Right. And that's just the, the kind of guy he is. I uh, seen him on a practice field he's he, he he does things the right way obviously we know he's got great pocket presence good touch on the ball but it wasn't hard to see that he's a quality guy and that's what you need you need a quality guy especially as your quarterback as your leader and for him to be the number one overall pick his humility is insane insane he's definitely a true team leader he does things the right way and i'm so glad i was able to be here with him how important are those intangibles for a franchise quarterback? You know, everyone talks about arm strength and how far they can throw it. And obviously the combine, they measure the quarterback's hands and weight and they do all of those things. And obviously you need to physically be able to play in the NFL, but how important is that leadership aspect specifically at that position? In the NFL, everybody can throw the ball. Everybody can move around. They're all professionals, right? at the quarterback position, at all positions. To have that leadership quality, that's that, that's hard because everybody's not a leader, and we can see that. He was voted a captain as a rookie. The veterans in the locker room voted him as a captain. Rookies don't get voted as captain. First overall pick. If anything, you don't vote first-round picks as captains just to keep them <laughs> humble, right? Mm-hmm. No, they voted him as a captain because – he has earned that respect and to earn the respect of the vets that's extremely hard to do I don't care how well you play well he earned it before he stepped on the field and was that just mentality just the way he carried himself all of the above I mean I I just well heck let me ask you this as a as a teammate of Joe Burrows when he spoke out about racial and social injustice uh, on social media and then 
uh, read what he read uh, along with Trey Hopkins uh, at the National Underground Freedom Center. And, and I think you guys as, as a team asked him to do that. But what what did that say to the rest of the locker room that he was willing as a rookie to be pushing and leading the charge when it came to something that isn't related to football? It, it really speaks to the man he is and his preparation. He knows what it is. He knows the NFL is mostly black. He knows he lives in America and he knows being a uh, quarterback, uh, number one overall pick, he, he has, he, he has to be a leader and he's leading all people. So for him to speak out on racial injustice in the way he has really speaks to his character. And, and he's doing it as a, such a young guy. He's a rookie speaking out like that. He's not scared. He's standing tall. And he's showing that he's the guy that you know you can depend on to to go outside of um, that comfort zone and speak on such a sensitive subject like that. To be that that you, you he commands respect by doing that, and he was asked to speak because of that. He's got great preparation. He, he knows who he is and what he needs to do, and he, he he's an awesome guy. They, they, the Bengals have definitely gotten the right one. As far as the injury, obviously it's devastating. He underwent surgery last week. Do you have any doubts that he, he's going to bounce back and, and rehab the, the right way and attack it the same way you, you attack the gym and, and everything that you do and attack it with the, the right mentality in, in hopes of making a full recovery? I, there's no question in my mind that he will. In fact, he said this is the first year that he didn't necessarily have to really compete for the starting job, obviously you are, but you know, you number one overall pick you want to play. So he understands what it takes and an injury isn't going to stop a guy like Joe from really maximizing uh, all of his opportunities, his potential and his abilities. So he's definitely going to bounce back. I have full confidence in him. It's nice to hear that vote of confidence from a veteran in Joe's ability to bounce back from the injury. I mean, we're all expecting that at this point, the guy has shown an incredible work ethic, an incredible humbleness, humility since coming into the NFL. And and Mike Daniels talked about that. If you're interested in checking out the whole interview, that's over on allbengals.com where James does all of his Bengals content writing. And there's an article up there with some of those quotes in text form as well. If you like to read things, I like to read things. Some really nice things here though, James. I mean, Daniels has gone on the record about this a lot. But the continuous praise for his character is, is something that we've heard about Burrow throughout the season, throughout the preseason, from you know his teammates, his former coaches in college. Honestly, just reaffirming our priors, I think, and, and giving a little bit of peace of mind that Joe Burrow is going to be okay. He's going to be good. And it's just another, I guess, uh, speed bump. But speed bumps just slow you down. They don't stop you. And I think that's probably Burrow's mentality. And you're right. And I don't know if the listeners, if you guys could hear Mike Daniel's face light up. If not, I posted the video. But like he he came out of his shell a bit when I started to ask him about Burrow. And I, I think it's because of how strongly he feels about it. You know, everyone's naturally going to ask him about the star rookie quarterback who was first overall. At the same time, 
he goes out of his way to to overly compliment him almost, right? It feels like he's just gushing over him. And and it, it stood out to me. And, you know, from the leadership standpoint to uh, the, the National Underground Freedom Center and what happened there and what that meant to Daniels and the rest of the veterans to what he said about being a captain, I think it's it just shows where Burrow is and, and, and where he's at in that locker room and how he's viewed. And then as far as the injury is concerned, I think you and I have talked about this, the way Burrow's mentality is, how he attacks things, just how he goes about his business. And the fact that you hear another player say, yeah, he's he's going to be fine. He's going to bounce back and recover and all those things. That's uh, that's reassuring because, look, 2020 has been rough for a lot of people. The start of 2021 is hashtag Burrow watch for us for every Bengals beat writer, for every Bengals media person, and every Bengals fan across the globe. So uh, we'll all be paying attention to the recovery of number nine. I feel like you need something more alliterative, something a little catchier. Burrow watch? What about, like, I don't know. Actually, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. But you have two letters to work with. You have you have Joe, you have the J and Joe, you have the B and Burrow. You, you have a couple a couple letters to play with. If you want to get creative with with the hashtags, I, I have confidence in you that you guys will come up with something better than Burrow Watch. You're a hater. I think what? hashtag Burrow Watch is fine. What do you mean I'm a hater? <laughs> I'm, I'm encouraging you. My idea, Burrow no. Watch. That that was your idea. I, I'm the first one to ever say it. <laughs> Burrow Watch. Hashtag right here on Locked On Bengals. All right. All right. <laughs> well, then I then I apologize. I just just take it as a note, you know, just take it as a note. I'm an innovator, Jake. You are. I'm a refiner. I, I take I take ideas and I make them better. You're something. Yeah. All I right. don't know if refiner is the word. Fine. You're something. So anyway, get, getting back to this Mike Daniels conversation, I, I thought it was interesting about how much he focuses on Joe Burrow's character and his personality traits. There's a cute uh, a few lines in there where he talks about, you know, everybody knows, you know, he's got good pocket pocket presence. He's got good touch on the ball. Everybody knows he's accurate, but he talks a lot about, you know, rookies don't get voted as captain, especially first round rookies. And, and that bit of it, I find to be really interesting because that's exactly what Burrow had to do at LSU. Those skills obviously translated to the NFL. He was a transfer. He had to go in there and immediately win over that team's respect. And he did it. And, and that doesn't always translate to the pro level, but he did it. And, and I, I was pretty entertained with the idea that, you know, sometimes when it's a first overall pick rookie quarterback, you, you deliberately go out of your way not to vote him the captain to teach him some humility. Just not required for Burrow. He's the leader. I mean, he's the top dog already. I mean, that's, that's just the, the reality of it. And that's why the Bengals need to do any and everything they can to make number nine's life easier, <laughs> right? And we'll we'll talk about that more. But when you hear players talk about him that way, you, you know they're bought in. Mike Daniels is a veteran. He's, he's played in an NFC championship game. He's been in the playoffs a ton. And he also knows what it takes to win. And so I, I don't think he would go out of his way just to go out of his way for Burrow. So I, I think that that's, um, that's a statement that, that's held in high regard and, and hopefully – Burrow can deliver on that, and uh, and there's no indication and no other reason to to think otherwise that he wouldn't. Up next, it's crossover Thursday. Marcus Mosher, 
Locked on Cowboys. Andy Dalton. It's the homecoming. Will Andy throw for 500 yards on Sunday at Paul Brown Stadium? I will ask Marcus next. But first, this football season is different. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Whether you're on your couch or you're going to be at Paul Brown Stadium to maybe watch Carl Lawson take down Dalton. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football. Watching. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's Crossover Thursday here on Locked On Bengals, and we're joined right now by Locked On Cowboys host Marcus Mosher. Marcus, let's start with number 14. How's our good buddy Andy Dalton doing in Dallas? Oh, man, we were talking about this pre-show, and I said I feel so bad for Andy Dalton because I think when he signed with the Cowboys, he was thinking, you know, if he got forced into action, he would have a lot of good pieces around him and a good offensive line, and all he would have to do is kind of manage the game. And unfortunately, that's not the case. You know, their entire offensive line is out for the season. You know, the defense is falling apart, and he's doing his best, and it's been – it's been a challenge, and I actually don't think he's played all that badly. I think he's played to the expectations that the Cowboys thought when they signed him. But uh, for a guy that's probably you know wanting to to show that he can still start in the NFL, it's it's been rough. Obviously, Dak Prescott goes down, and there's been a lot of issues. Where did you have the Cowboys before the season started? Yeah, I thought this is one of the better teams than all of the NFC because we know the NFL is a quarterback league and we know that if you if you've got one of those top 5 or 6 guys, you can play with anybody. And with all their talent at the skill positions with their offensive line with three pro bowlers, um I thought this was a team that could score 30 points a game pretty easily. The defense could make enough plays to to be successful. Unfortunately, we only got to see that for a couple of weeks. They started off the season a little slow, and then as soon as Prescott got hurt, it all tumbled down. The defense started to fall apart. You know, when they were asked to win games, uh, the offensive line was never really healthy at any point this season. So, this was a team that certainly had playoff aspirations, and you know, maybe potentially Super Bowl. Uh, but now we're looking at a team that, with some luck, might have a top three, four pick in this year's draft talk to you about that because obviously there's huge draft implications for Sunday's game or in Sunday's game but is it as simple as Dak went down or are the Cowboys issues much bigger than that is it Mike McCarthy is it roster is it paying Zeke Elliott a bunch of money like if you had to list you know three or four reasons why they are where they are right now what would they be so I think you're 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 close, right? I do think some of the the roster moves they've made between paying Zeke and Jalen Smith and some of the draft picks have certainly hurt their chances of being a contender. I think the defense 
not being competent has certainly uh, factored in that as well. But again, I, I keep coming back to this. It's a quarterback league. And if you have a great quarterback, they can mask a lot of Right. We see that in Seattle with Russell Wilson. You know, they they have a bad offensive line and now a bad defense. But uh, because Russell Wilson is so good, he can cover up a lot of those flaws. The same with Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not suggesting Dak is on that level, but he's a really, really good quarterback. So I don't think a lot of these problems that you're seeing now would be that big of a, a deal with Prescott. Um, obviously they've got a lot, a lot of work to do in the off season. They got to rebuild their defense. Uh, they got to get healthier on the offensive line, but I I truly believe if you had Prescott on this team with the same exact, everything else, uh, they're winning the division pretty easily. I guess the number one priority then locking up Dak Prescott long-term does the injury or concern about the potential effects of that injury get in the way of that? Or do you think the Cowboys lock him in this offseason and try to not necessarily rebuild? Because there are a lot of national people that I've seen say that, oh, the Cowboys should go into a rebuild, or maybe not a lot, but some I've seen. And, and uh, that's not necessarily – that can't really be the case if you're paying a quarterback 35 to $40 million. Yeah, and it's especially not the case when you, you have your offensive line already paid for. You have guys like Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins. Uh, you have all these receivers. There's just no way – uh, there's just no way that you're going to go into a rebuild and they shouldn't uh, as long as Prescott's healthy and every indication that we've gotten so far is that he's way ahead of schedule. He's already in the weight room. He's squatting. There's really no reason to believe he won't be ready for the offseason stuff. Uh, this team is not as far away as what the record shows this year. And I know, again, I know it's been really ugly and it's been rough, um, but once they get Prescott back, assuming he gets back to 100%, you know, full strength, they're going to be just fine. Mike McCarthy isn't on the hot seat, is he? No, I don't think so. Uh, the Cowboys paid him a lot of money. Now, Mike Nolan, their defensive coordinator, might be. I, I think that's something that the the Joneses might push a little bit. Um, you know, they they aren't necessarily thrilled with Mike Nolan and the scheme, and neither are the players. Uh, but as for Mike McCarthy, absolutely not. And I, I don't think he should be, right? How do you judge a coach, a, a new coach, in a year where, you know, there's no offseason, there's no preseason, your quarterback goes down in week five, you're without your top four offensive tackles for basically the entire season? I just don't think that's fair. I think I think you'd be resetting the, the entire franchise way too soon. Uh, I think McCarthy will certainly get another year, and I, he should get several more. I like the hire, and I, you're right. I mean, it's it's really tough to to judge them here, given what's gone on in Dallas. Um, as far as Sunday's matchup goes, and I'll ask you a little bit about the the team itself and, and what you're expecting. But are Cowboys fans because they're still in the NFC East, but now in the cellar? And if you're in the cellar in the NFC East, that's that says a lot. Do they want this team to win down the stretch in this final Absolutely month? Not. Absolutely oh. not. <laughs> not not a single person does. And that's why I don't understand the outrage on Twitter for the loss last night. Like, what were you expecting? Uh, were you expecting the Cowboys to beat Baltimore? And you know long term this is good for Dallas, right? They need to rebuild the defense, get that highest pick as possible, not only in the first round, but in the top of every round. They need multiple defenders. They have a bunch of guys that are hitting free agency on defense. Get some high picks. Maybe you move around a little bit. Rebuild this defense. So, yes, we, we want to see them lose. Uh, we want to see them play well, but ultimately lose on Sunday. And they, you know, lose out and jump the Bengals and say, 
you know, the Bengals win Sunday and, and they get to that third win and they have the tie. Man, Bengals fans are cringing listening to this, but th- they jump them and they get that third spot. Is there any scenario where, let's say, Justin Fields falls to three? Mm. Do, do they go quarterback in that scenario, or is that just you don't think it's even a, an option? For I, I think if you would have asked me this a couple weeks ago, I, I think I would have shot you down, right? And I don't believe they should draft a quarterback. Now, there is two scenarios where I can see the Cowboys considering it. Number one is if Dak Prescott's just not healthy. Like if we get to April and he's just – for whatever reason, things have gone wrong, and it doesn't look like he's going to be ready – then you have to consider it. I don't think that's going to be the case. Again, everything we've heard is that he's doing great. Uh, the team is excited about him. Uh, the other one would be if Prescott doesn't have a long-term contract, right? If if Todd France, Deck Prescott's agent, continues to hold up a deal and we get to April and there's still no contract, maybe you do use that as a little bit of leverage. And if somebody like Justin Fields is on the board, maybe you do draft him. I, I I don't think that would happen. I think it's more likely the Cowboys would be able to trade that pick for a King's ransom, but it is something to at least consider if we get to that stage of the off season, there's still no long-term deal. Maybe just maybe the Cowboys would consider it. As far as this matchup on Sunday, uh, we've went 10 minutes and haven't talked about any of the uh, the on-field play, which is probably That's all right. That good. sounds about right for these two teams. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, what is what's the path here for the the Cowboys to um, to win? Because obviously the defense has struggled all season long. Uh, the, the Bengals have struggled to run the ball, but I think they might actually be able to in this game. Uh, right. Is it is it Andy Dalton throwing for 400 yards and, and five touchdowns in his homecoming? Is that the path? Like, what's the What's the path to Dallas winning this matchup? Yeah, it would have to be on offense. And listen, I'm going to give the Cowboys some credit on offense for against you know their game against Baltimore. Um, they had seven, they had ten drives in these in that game. Seven of the drives ended up in Baltimore's 35 yard line. Uh, the Cowboys missed three field goals. They did score two touchdowns and made another field goal. They had a lot of chances to score in that game, and that's a pretty good Baltimore defense. You know, that's the Ravens defense that ranks inside the top three in scoring. There was such a mismatch on the offense and defensive line uh, that I'm surprised Dallas moved the ball as well as they did. So um, I think in this game against the Bengals, I do think Andy Dalton's going to want to play well. I think the Cowboys have enough talent at receiver uh, to to make some plays. William Jackson's really good, but he can only cover one guy. Uh, I do think somebody like C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, they should be in for a big day. That's Marcus Mosher of Locked On Cowboys. We're going to break down this matchup on tomorrow's show. Will Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, go down in his homecoming? Jake and I will discuss that on tomorrow's show. Until then, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.